a lot of quotes that are attributed to Winnie the Pooh that weren't in Winnie the Pooh, and it, it drives me mad. Yeah, AML would be livid. Hello, welcome to What the Factual, episode eight. I'm Pete Moore. And I'm Jill Smith. And, oh, there's a bit of a delay. Why is that, Jill? Are you on your travels? I am indeed. I'm working abroad this week. So whilst you're at What the Factual HQ, I'm over in Dubai and um, working very hard. Yeah. But also, you know, making the most of some sun. I mean... <laughs> let's be honest while we were trying to arrange this uh time wise you were working it around what was it a, a pedicure and a massage mm -hmm. yep. yep very important plans for my my day-to-day -day, yes uh managed to squeeze us in though so very good well well done me yes i'm pleased to hear <laughs> it um all right so you're working over in dubai and well we're all in minus one minus two temperatures that's just in london so it's been colder elsewhere but anyway um is it all yep. good out there it's a tough job but you know <laughs> someone's got to do it so <laughs> Very nice. yes it's been it's been lovely can't complain um how about you how's things back home uh yeah i'm fine um a little bit of work easing back into january um so yeah we've got a couple of messages to talk about this week um we have had a message from mark at the wirral at the wirral he says at the wirral in the wirral some people say on, on the, the wirral yeah it just sounds wrong to me on the wirral on the wirral yeah but it, that's the thing if it's it's because it's nearly an island so you say if you said you wouldn't say in the isle of wight you'd say on the isle of wight because you're on an island Ooh. but then on the Wirral. But you'd say in, yeah, on the Wirral. It sounds weird saying in the Wirral. Anyway, we've, we've said Wirral too many times. <laughs> um, anyway, Mark, well, I think we've just covered what Mark was asking, which was, can we talk about the Wirral a bit more? <laughs> I think we've done that. Um, almost too much. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will keep an eye on uh, any sort of Wirral links in our history going forward. Um, but thanks for the message. Yeah, get the local history in there where we can. Uh, we have had a another message through Spotify from one of our other avid listeners. Oh no, we're now admitting that we have potentially more than one avid listener, which is an expansion. That's a big, big news. It's it it's getting there. We're getting yeah. So we've got two avid listeners at least. Um, and anyway, he's <laughs> written on Spotify. Did you know? I'll actually ask you this if you know this. Did you know the incorrect theory that Shakespeare didn't write his plays is called the what theory? The anti-Shakespeare movement. Wow. Bit much. That's like people who... That's just, that's just the rest <laughs> of the world you're talking about. The anti-Shakespeare movement. Every <laughs> uh, No, it's called the anti-Stratfordian theory, apparently. Wow. So there we go. Comedy has a name. Yeah. Well, that means... That's, to me, that's such a ridiculous theory that I didn't even really bother to reference it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, a, big, uh, I'm a big supporter of it. Um, <laughs> right. We move on. We move on. Um, I we think move. that's all our messages for now. 
But then thanks for everyone who has messaged. Uh, when I say everyone, I mean both those two. Um, oh, I did. I did get a message the other day saying hashtag devious Jill. Devious so, Jill. You know, the trend. It was the trending. Trend begins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only way that you're four three up in our Tudor fact little game. <laughs> okay, so we are slightly at the mercy of the internet, but we've because we've kind of gone mm-hmm. back to like you know classic lockdown where everyone was on Zoom meetings and. Like formal attire, top half, pajamas on the bottom half. That's where we're at. But that's fine. Let's get into it. Today's subject is Elizabeth the First. Yay. So to start, <laughs> love the enthusiasm. Uh, what do you know about Elizabeth the First? Um, well, as I've said previously on this podcast, that most of my history education comes from blackadder so my solid yep yeah my my image of elizabeth first is miranda richardson in blackadder the second series when she played queenie basically completely historically accurately based on elizabeth the oh, yeah. first and she was just basically like a spoiled schoolgirl who just didn't like anything that went against her or it was so funny. I know that's not actually accurate before anyone, before you all write in. Um, <laughs> but no, that, so that is one side of it. But then I guess I probably admit that I don't know a lot about Elizabeth I. Well, you've come to the right place because we have a lot of fun facts about Elizabeth I to get through. Cool. I've been reading all about her. There's a lot of stuff that I kind of had picked up before anyway in my various readings and all this kind of thing. Um, And for me, I really love that she stood the test of time for being this famously independent, brilliant, strong woman. Um, The thing that I really love. So her mum was Anne Boleyn. Yep. And between the two of them, they, they changed British history. They made such an impact on the way we live our lives now. And this is incredibly controversial, but I say this with all the love in the world, is that she was the ultimate procrastinator. But I think she did this by design rather than anything else. And one of the reasons that she was so successful is that she played diplomacy very well. She she never fully made decisions on anything she would she would you know work a deal over here and here and here and here and keep keep France keep Spain keep the Netherlands keep everybody on side till she absolutely couldn't she would have all these suitors asking for her hand in marriage and she would keep them playing keep them playing like keep them there until it suited her until it didn't until they got bored and left and therefore she never had to concrete make a decision about marriage or war or any of these things and that actually kept the country so stable for 44 years that she was in charge so you're saying that not doing anything was better than doing stuff yes makes me feel a lot better about the fact that i take a long time to decide to do stuff and i uh, <laughs> put stuff off put st- i'm just doing an elizabeth the first yeah, you're playing the long game. You 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 know, you wait to see what happens rather than making too many hasty decisions. Okay. 
Put it off. I mean, I'm not. See how it plays I out. I think that sounds like if the results were very good, I massively respect that. Um, yeah, I wasn't suggesting that uh, she was indecisive. Not like, oh no, I was thinking of Ethelred the Unready. He was ill-advised. He was ill-advised. <laughs> good, good old, old Ethelred. Ethelred the Unready. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is more. So this is the other thing is for a while, it was unlikely that Elizabeth I would ever be queen. So her father was Henry VIII. Um, her mum was Anne Boleyn, which, of course, ended up beheaded. So then she was put to one side. She had an older sister, Mary, and a younger brother, Edward. So Edward came to the throne when Henry VIII died. But he was very young and not very well. And he didn't last very long. When you say then, he didn't last very long... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I'm going to rephrase. You don't that. have to. It's clear what you mean. What? So hang on. So uh, uh, he, yeah. So he he did become king, but didn't last so, as king. Yeah. Didn't, I'm now saying didn't last. He, didn't he last. had a short life. Um, he died. Sh- yeah, shortly into his reign, oh, he died. Okay. Um, and Queen Mary took over and became Bloody Mary. Um, okay. In fact, in between Edward and Bloody Mary, there was the nine-day queen, Lady Jane Grey. Okay. Which was a whole other controversial period of history. Basically, she was Protestant, so Edward wanted her to take over as his cousin. But Mary was like, I'm the rightful heir, but she was Catholic. So she had poor Jane beheaded at the Tower of London. She took over as queen. Who has, who beheaded? Queen Mary, Bloody yeah. Mary. Had had Lady Jane Grey After nine days. So hang on. Our queen was beheaded by... Her cousin. How did that happen? Like, why is... I mean... That makes no sense. How old was the queen? She was the queen for nine days, but how old was she? I know you're asking... I'm asking you questions. Is she young? (laughs) She would have been about 16. What? She was only young. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and also... From what you can kind of read about, it might be worth doing an episode on Lady Jane Grey because she didn't even want to be queen. She wasn't for very long. She only got nine days. So basically, Queen Mary saw her as a threat. So even though she, you know, happily handed over the crown and all the rest of it, Mary was like, there are still people, Protestants, that will, you know, um, pledge their allegiance to you. So she had to depose her. Is that the word? I don't know what you're even on about. (laughs) You can use any word you like. I don't know. (laughs) So then Queen Mary was on the throne. Bloody Mary, very strong Catholic. Why is she called Bloody Mary? She loved the drink. I mean, (laughs) Um, I was going to... They're all getting drinks named after them at this rate. And yet there isn't a Leslie the First. We should should make a cocktail in her honour. What would be in it? Gin. Ginger. Gin, ginger. I think that's a David Bowie song. Yeah, a gin and ginger with a squeeze of lime. Lizzie the first. Anyway, we digress. Uh, Bloody Mary, because she was very strong Catholic and she basically burned and killed a lot of heretics. Anyone who was Protestant, openly Protestant, that kind of thing. There was a lot of burnings and, and that burnings. kind of thing. Burnings? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll burnings. scoot over this bit. This is, we're trying to keep it fairly light, but not really. <laughs> so Elizabeth the first... So she's 25. She's come to the throne. Um, it's 1558. Right. She will rule for 44 years until 1603. Right. Um, her reign is kind of particularly famous um, for being 
you know, strong, independent woman, um, the virgin queen, as she was known. She's also famous for lots of exploration. Oh. Um, there was a lot of, um, there was Walter Raleigh and Francis Drake who were exploring the world and finding the Americas, that kind of thing. Oh. Um, they were in Blackadder as well, I think. <laughs> it was very, very accurate. So accurate. <laughs> Yeah, and also playwrights, Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, so we're back to that, that side of thing. Yeah, that period of time. Well, yeah, it's more the Elizabethan era is very much known for, for these things. Um, she, being relatively young, 25 and female, she basically ruled with a good counsel. Very famously, her advisor, William Cecil, he was with her throughout her life. One of her... <laughs> I think I think this is very telling. A motto of hers was video a tathio, which means I see and keep silent. I, I just love her attitude to if I'm going to be queen, rather than making decisions left, right and centre and, and, you know, going really bull in a china shop with certain decisions like her father, like Henry VIII did. She's just like, no, I'm going to keep my counsel. I'm going to watch what happens. And I'm going to decide as and when I have to, or need, when needs must, you so know? So take in all the information, mull it over, take your time, then decide and act. Absolutely. I see. Yeah. And this is, this is where, because she basically inherited a country that was quite a lot of instability going on between her father and to be fair, like her mother and the religion and all this kind of thing. It had gone back and forth, Protestant and Catholic. Um, she'd had, there'd been a couple of short reigns before hers because her brother and then her sister died. Um, it, it was one of those things that they, and also her Henry VIII had basically spent all the money that his father, Henry VII, had saved for England and all the money that were raised in taxes. So the coffers are broke. There's like nothing left in the country, really. So she had inherited quite a tricky, quite a tricky situation. Right. And the best thing to do is just to keep everything nice and calm, like just very stable. Um, she hadn't been in power too long. She came to the throne in 1558. And I think it was 1570, basically the Pope declared her illegitimate. So that meant that it released any Catholics from being loyal to her and they could still be loyal to the Pope. Right. Okay. And the idea was any of the British people that were still Catholic and wanted to be Catholic and wanted to be ruled by the Pope, basically they on paper could have overthrown her and said, no, the Pope said you're illegitimate. You're not our queen. Therefore, we can go back to being a Catholic country with the Pope as our head. And this is where after that, there was a lot of sort of plots to her life and a lot of things kind of uh, going against her. But she had an incredible network of spies. So she was always kind of one step ahead because she always had her ear to the ground for information. Um, So she was basically a target. She had a target on her back. Yes. And I mean, any queen or king does. And one of the first things she did when she came to the throne is she established the English Protestant Church and made herself head of it. But as with everything, she was never too much one way nor the other. So even though Elizabeth's kind of personal religious convictions would probably be Protestant, but she was very shrewd. So she did things like she kept Catholic symbols, such as the crucifix, but then there were certain Protestant things she would also do and have. And she was, you know, you could, her church was, um, even though it was based on Protestantism, you had 
like Catholic elements to it, such as vestments. So there's like certain little things like she she just played the game so well. She always has this balance of like you couldn't 100% pin her one way or the other. Which what you're saying is she she was fair. She was a fair monarch. She was very balanced in a time when, in fact, I'd argue even now, you normally have to pick a side. And she just kept her cards to herself and never fully picked a side mm. in, in anything, in, in her, you know, the, the quarters who came to, you know, offer their hand in marriage. In, in warfare, she was constantly in negotiations with, you know, France against Spain or Spain against France, or but she never fully committed to anything until she had no choice against the Spanish. Right. So it was, she was always playing this kind of diplomacy game, I like to call yeah. it. So I would say that when it came to making decisions for, you know, government and the country, she was relatively moderate, especially compared to her father. Um, religion, she was very tolerant. So especially compared to Queen Mary. And on top of that, she was very kind of cautious and or slightly defensive maybe when it came to foreign policy. So this is how she kind of, I like to look at it as like the ultimate balance of all the spinning plates. Yeah. She just managed to keep everything, keep everything going, not be too one way or the other. And she's very well known for being the Virgin Queen, um, which again, I think is a very shrewd move that she sort of chose so she, that she'd rather not get married. She, yeah, she never married. And that was... A choice do you say you, you, that was a choice right. because and and again i absolutely love this basically it got so bad that at one point um parliament were basically saying to her you need to get married you need to choose someone you can't not get married and as is still the um power of the monarch she prorogued parliament right <laughs> but whereas now it's more of a formal thing that happens she prorogued parliament in april 1563 because they kept bugging her to get married married basically so she was saying and then she so they said you've got to get married and she basically went yeah you can all shut up and go on a holiday and pipe down yeah i mean you can still prorogue parliament but it's done in a very different way and it's you know maybe a couple of months or something where she basically closed it for two and a half years <laughs> And the only the only reason that they she brought them back was she needed support for raising taxes um, in fifteen sixty six. So she was like, Okay, you can come back and be the government now. <laughs> Fair enough. And then but did she say with the caveat that stop going on about my marriage plans, please? Well she yeah, she basically gave this speech to Parliament, which again I think is kind of brilliant. I will marry as soon as I can conveniently. If God take not him away with whom I mind to marry or myself or some other great obstruction. So she's basically going, yeah, yeah, I'll totally get married unless he doesn't want to, I don't want to, or something else happens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, I think that's pretty much everyone's attitude towards. Right. If somebody's telling you to get married, you go, uh, well, I will, unless there's any reason not uh, to. Unless he doesn't want to, or I don't want to, or I don't fancy it. It's just brilliant. So she did have partners. She had like uh, guys who wanted to go out with her and wanted to marry her, but she just never met the right guy or chose that I just wants to be single. All of the above. So she had the kind of official suitors um, because obviously she's a queen 
and politics. So therefore, you'd have, you know, your matches from France or Spain or wherever come to her and they would, you know, do the old fashioned Tinder way of things, send a portrait, send a few letters, you know, see how it goes. They have to send somebody out to paint pictures. Yep. And then six to Classic. nine weeks later, you'd get your, your portrait back and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> By which time you've already swiped on someone else and been on three dates. So you've forgotten about them. You know, yeah. you missed, missed the boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so she had all her official kind of political matches. And again, it was a very shrewd game because you can keep so many countries on side by stringing them along and by a lot of accounts a lot of them you know not not exactly got bored and left but kind of got bored and left because there's a lot of hanging around (laughs) waiting for her she would never like officially like put a date for the marriage she was engaged uh (laughs) for a time to the duke of anjou the duke of andrew what anjou anjou where's duke of anjou duke andrew um he said he, she, she was, was engaged to Duke Andrew. I, <laughs> that's not accurate. Sorry, I my pronunciation. The Duke, so um, A-N-J-O-U, which should we assume that's Anjou? French? Yeah, Anjou. I don't know. Uh, it's French, but I okay. don't know. I would say Anjou. 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 Yeah. So this was, so he, oh, I get it. So he was being um, put forward by the French, maybe, for diplomatic purposes to try and yep, get her absolutely. to marry a French and guy. She definitely seemed to like That's what him. I'm saying. Uh they had some cute pet names for each other. Um right. <laughs> in a in a very Elizabeth sort of way. There's a, a quote from her saying that he looked better than she expected him to, which is probably as high a compliment as you can get from her. Right. <laughs> so she was expecting him to be a mess, but she actually was like, oh, oh. Yeah. It's all right. It's um, all right. They never, they never actually got married still didn't marry so he wasn't that great well i am a romantic at heart and i think it's because there was a lifelong friend she'd had from childhood called robert dudley duds good old dudders he was linked to her romantically for years absolutely years and years um there was talk probably of marriage um, but Robert Dudley was already married. However, his wife was away from court. Why does this always happen? I what don't are know. we talking about? There's always this oh, this romantic love story, and oh, but you know they're already married. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, didn't I tell you? I did this last week, didn't I? Well, but, I mean, not me personally. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that, Pete. In the story. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. There's this whole secret marriage I've got to sort out. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's a common problem in all these stories. Is they they all they all meet the love of their life, and then oh, it's Alanis Morissette, isn't it? Ironic. Remember that line: meeting the man of your dreams, then meeting his beautiful wife. As an English student, I would just like to point out that's not irony. But anyway. We move on. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Neither is not having a spoon. But let's let's move on. Or rain on, on your wedding day. Anyway, we we move. We move. <laughs> um, yes. So he was already married. His wife was out in the country, um, and there was talk of maybe him marrying Elizabeth um, because his wife had gotten ill and might have had 
maybe good. Like, oh, good. She's got ill. The, 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 oh, good. That's good for the story. Good for the romance. And well, nobody killed her. It wasn't murder, which is a good start. Spoilers. So uh, basically, what coincidentally or unfortunately, depending on which way you look at it, happened is a couple of years after that, she died um, from falling down a flight of stairs. Like it was a bit of a, oh, an accident. Oh, really? Oh, really? Now, this was, we've all seen the staircase. We all know what. It, it was a spiral really staircase. Happened. Was it? Oh, well, my. Uh, I mean, this is suspicious. So, this, you are the voice of the people, Pete. Right. I mean, I've been told that. Yeah. <laughs> everyone surrounding the Queen, her advisors, the British public, like, everyone was like, this is too convenient and too suspicious. And, you know, that poor woman died. Um, I mean, did she punch the air with delight when she got the news? That would have given it away slightly. Definitely not. Oh. Definitely not. But it, it did It did mean that she was now no longer, He. he it couldn't be a possibility because there was too much scandal surrounding it. So they could not get married anymore. What? That's mm. totally, uh, can they just leave it a year and everyone will have forgotten about it? I mean, um, I mean, again, this is where I think she played a shrewd game. I think she didn't want to be married because she would have more power as a queen than as a queen who's married. As the man, yeah. even though she's queen, he would have a lot more say in decisions and yeah. basically rise above her slightly. I've got to feel sorry for old Duds, though. He's been like strung he, along. And well, killed his killed his wife for her. Let's let's you know call spade a spade. He basically pushed her down the stairs f- to marry the queen, and then she's gone. Ah, yeah, no, actually, now I think about it, I was going to just carry on my own. Yeah, yeah, but it was also it was fascinating because a lot of the kind of um, diplomatic relations, everybody basically said that he was the stumbling block. He was why Elizabeth would never marry anyone. So it is surprising that when the passage was cleared to do that, she still mm. chose not to. Um, for a while as well, he she basically had his bedchambers moved next to hers in the palace. So there's all these things to kind of suggest that they were genuinely, I think he was the love of her life. And she may not have wanted to be married. Oh. She may have been happy just doing what they were doing. She may not have needed to marry him or what have you. Um, and she did once say, there's a brilliant quote um, that was like, if I follow the inclination of my nature, I'd rather be a beggar woman and single far rather than a queen and married. Mm, good honor. And it was that yeah. thing of like, I think she knew her power lay in being just her and if yeah. as a woman if a man comes into this she loses some of her 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 power her respect purely because you know being a woman back in the day oh, i was going to ask you actually so this so if they had bed chambers next door to each other and you're saying that he was the love of her life mm-hmm. do you think it's a surprise that they didn't potentially have children or were there possibly children that were not because they weren't married was this a thing potentially that they might have not made it public 
Um, there are conspiracy theories that they did have children. I don't right. believe they that she would have done, but I'm. I also think it's naive to think it's not like they ever. It's not like she remains uh, a virgin her whole life. I don't believe. I mean, but Jill, they didn't get married, so obviously, I know. I don't know what you're suggesting, but uh, I know they it's, it's a didn't. it's a radical thought. Break any uh, head of the church and all. I mean, bedchambers next to each other in a palace, you know. Yeah, well, just just send each other messages, you know, under the door. Well, either under the door or via their staff, maybe. Yeah. Go and tell him. Go and tell him he looks really nice in his pajamas. <laughs> make sure you do the little laugh at the end. Yes, madam. Did they call him madam? No. What did Mom. they say? Mom. Yes, ma'am. I shall go and pass on the messages you've. Is it ma'am like ham or mom like farm? I can never remember. It must be ma'am like ham. Oh, ma'am. So Elizabeth I uh, was famously furious when Robert Dudley got remarried. Uh, so he'd waited a good decade. And then... They had 10 years together, at least. They had a lot more before In that. In their adjoining rooms. But it was, it was since, since his wife died and, and there was still rumours that they could get married and all the rest of it. So it gave it a decade. Since the accident. Since the accident. In inverted commas. And then he um, very sneakily married Letitia Knollis in private. And this is controversial on so many levels, not least of which because she was a grandniece of Anne Boleyn and a childhood friend of Elizabeth I. Oh, the family. I'm not saying he has a type, oh, had- but he has a type. He clearly likes that Anne Boleyn, strong, independent female. So then, um, yeah, there was, it, it was when she was told of the marriage, she banished her from uh, court forever. She basically like kills oh, wow. the social life of that girl. And this is a childhood friend of hers as well. So hang on. And so social life, social life is the court. Like if you can't get into yes. the court, that's, it's like the one pub that everyone goes to and you get barred from it. Yeah, you're you're out the right. window looking in. Everyone else is having a great time. Yeah, that's yeah. I've been there. You're watching your husband with his former girlfriend. It's probably fine. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> um, okay. So Robert Dudley basically remains a huge part of her life, and the romantic in me very much says he was the love of her life. Um, after she died, um, they found a letter that she had written his last letter on in her own writing. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I think that's probably a huge reason why she never married anyone else. I thought you were going to say what it said. No, it was just a letter from him because they would correspond, but he died before her. Oh, from him. Oh, it was the last, so the last letter he ever wrote to her, she kept with her at yeah, all times. Yeah, and she had written well. on it herself, his last letter. And oh. that was when she died, it was in her, you know, most private personal belongings. So, yeah. yeah. I see. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I really love that. I think that's very. And for anybody who goes to on a trip to the Tower of London, which mm. I highly recommend. Um, Have we got to do this this summer as well? Are you going to give me literature yeah. before that? Oh right. no, is, no! I mean, I, I've got. A fit, I think our second series of what the factual may well just be us on the road. visiting. Yeah, visiting places that we've discussed in series one yeah so we've got to go i mean first of all we've got to go to 
the globe. We've got to go to the Tower of London. Yeah. Hampton Court, maybe? Henry VIII? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, See those initials? We should go... I mean, the First World War stuff... We We can go to France. We could go to France. Well, you are going to France because you're going to the Olympics, aren't you? But that's another conversation. Um, Okay, so going back to the Tower of London, you were saying... Yeah, so to the left where the old cells were. To the left? Does that make any sense? <gasps> uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've come to visit the Tower of London. Uh, can you put me towards the left, please? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about, sir, but if you'd like to follow the guide. It's just over there on the left. Um, next to the chapel, there's some of the cells they used to keep uh, various prisoners in, and certain famous prisoners who stayed there no one's sure whether they carved into the stone themselves their initials and what have you or because some of the carvings were so intricate whether they had someone do it for them but robert dudley has one in there from when he was imprisoned there uh pre elizabeth the first and and is it just written duds? No, it's beautiful. It's a oh. beautiful stone carving. It's like a square um, that has Robert Dudley and it, it's engraved in such a way that you're like, if that's him doing it, that's an amazing skill to have, mm. which is, and there's loads of them. There's all different carvings in the cell from all the different prisoners that have been there over the years. Wow. Um, and this is why it became a bit of a question of, did they hire people to do that or did they just manage to do that? Because they're, they're pretty Everybody impressive. in that era just could do stone carving yeah apparently um okay yeah well i would quite like to go i don't think i've ever been around the tower of london i'm aware it's very touristy but i heartily recommend it there's just so much interesting stuff in there there's a story about a lion that got drunk it's brilliant wow i Mm. mean we've got to have more of that a drunk lion. Yeah. I like to just throw that in. Well, hang on. We've got a whole episode on that, Yeah, it's a different episode. <laughs> we can do the menagerie of the Tower of London. Drunk animals in general. Just open it up. Specifically Very on the Wirral. Drunk animals of the Wirral. <laughs> if that is not a niche episode of a podcast, I don't know what is. Oh, well, I was going to ask you one question. Oh, yeah. Which was, is... I mean, I'm almost ashamed to ask this, but when you, as soon as you Google anything about Elizabeth I, it comes up with like all these crazy myths and conspiracy mm. theories. And, and one of them is a, apparently quite a popular question, which is, was she in fact a man? So I You're have been asked this head. a couple of times. Yeah. It makes me really angry. It makes me really angry because... Basically, she was a brilliant, independent woman. And it's almost so unthinkable that a woman could be so successful that mm. there had to be a reason for it. It had to be that she was secretly a man or it had to be something like that. It couldn't just be. And back in the day, I, I kind of understand that because, you know, misogyny was off the charts back in the day. So I understand that they genuinely did not believe that a woman could do the things that she did the women in her family were obviously very strong very independent very smart Mm. um she was basically just a brilliant woman but there's just constantly these rumors and and conspiracy theories that she was a man how on earth did i mean i know we don't necessarily need to delve into where it all comes from but why like i don't understand how 
a queen. I mean, I can understand it if it was somebody a bit, you know, not very well known or just a, you know, a random person. But how on earth does a queen keep that secret be replaced by right? Yeah, like, and nobody can. They've got security. They've got not security. Like, I'm not talking about men in dark glasses with you know <laughs> earpieces on. But you know, like, they've got. Women who help her dress. They've got, you know, all the, the court people who look after her and at her every whim. She's yep. the monarch of the country. Yeah. And they reckon at some exactly. point a, a little boy replaced her or something. Yeah. Right. And they swapped her out with a boy because they were too afraid to tell. The, so the, the theory is that she was replaced by a little boy and nobody thought to go, Oh, that's, that, yes, yeah, that's not the same person. What have you done with the Queen? What are you doing here? Get out, blood. So so the the rumours are that when she was young and she was in the countryside, that she might have died and they replaced her with a little little boy from the country. But as wow. you say, there are so many people surrounding her all her life. She is the Queen. And on top of that, mm. and this is the thing that I both love, and I'm like, sorry, come again? Um, royal life, they detailed so many things there is you can look this up there is the history of her menstrual cycle because she's the queen and they had to detail that and they would give that to her suitors to prove her fertility so uh, this is where it blows my mind that the whole idea i mean even that even the fact that that is actually a thing Mm. anyway is alarming in itself (laughs) that's the done thing was it in 15 back in the day i guess for political alliances you needed heirs i mean look at her dad he went a bit nuts about the heirs and coincidentally (laughs) do you notice it was all the women's fault it was never his fault but he was the common denominator of course Mm. we we've we've been through this we have um we are not fans but i genuinely i i just find it so kind of unbelievable that this theory still crops up now about elizabeth being a man there's no yeah. there's no evidence to support the theory um yeah i mean i'm i i did say at the start i'm ashamed to ask but i did sort of think this is i've <laughs> no, got to it, get to the bottom of this where on earth is that it's a from? question that comes up a lot and i've had people say to me oh yeah. but she was though wasn't she and i'm just like oh we're gonna fall out in a minute no not having it <laughs> on behalf of women everywhere have a very day So basically, the other thing she's really famous for was her defeat of the Spanish Armada. Not to detract from anything, because politically, it was a brilliant move. Um, It was basically that the Spanish Armada was sent over to invade the UK. um, And it was kind of a combination of like luck and bad planning on the Spanish side. And the fact that we then attacked with a lot of fireboats. Brilliant. Sounds so cool. Fireboats. So that basically shattered the armada and they went back we were on england was then on alert for another invasion from the spanish and when they didn't invade um everybody was like oh elizabeth brilliant you fought the spanish you sent the armada home in pieces and they did they they went back home the boats were destroyed they were absolute bits and it was a brilliant kind of uh moment for elizabeth as it were then the following year uh, under pressure from her advisors, she sent our English Armada to Spain and they smashed us back. Oh. So, and then from there, Spain became one of the 
um, powerhouses of the world and they sent their armadas out around the world. So off the back of the Spanish Armada victory, um, basically Elizabeth gave us 44 years of stability um, after, you know, shorter reigns and religious turmoil and no money. She basically gave a very balanced, calm period in history, which quite frankly, if one of the biggest things I worried about, and I understand their point of, is she going to get married or not? Because the issue of an heir, they were worried on her death, it would start a civil war. Um, it went to James in Scotland, her cousin. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but it was one of those things that that's why they were so concerned about whether or not she would marry. But she was just this iconic queen. Like it kind of became, it's known as the cult of the Virgin because she was proudly like, I am the Virgin Queen. I am this, I am that. And she was just this brilliant woman who, you know, took her time didn't rush headlong into any decisions, stood her ground and also stood up to everyone, a whole, you know, parliament that told her she had to do this, do that, get married. And she was very much like, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do what I want. She bend them off. So go take two and a half years off you lot. Yeah. Go prorogue yourselves till I say otherwise or something like that. Um, it was very regal, very regal. <laughs> she was just this iconic queen and i i love so much that she kind of comes from between her and her mum they really really rewrote the history of england and it it's just two women that had so much influence and power that we still reference a lot of these things today and i just i yeah, yeah. i think she's brilliant yeah i tend to agree i think i wish i'd known more before this conversation and now now you do. I feel like I know more. Yeah. Um, thanks very much. So I found a website that was a bit of a sort of quick fire Elizabeth first quiz. How confident are you? Quite to very. Ooh, quite to very. Right. There's quite a lot of questions, but we'll just do the first 10. Okay. Okay. If it's we'll about dates, that 10. that's where mm, I'll be. No, no. I, th I think you're fairly safe with the dates thing. Um, okay, and your time starts. Now, baby Elizabeth was so neglected by her father, the king, that she had to wear clothes that were too small. True or false? False. You're saying false. It is true. Elizabeth's governess, Lady Bryan, had had to write to the king to ask for new clothes. Question two. Princess Elizabeth did not like her cousin, Lady Jane Grey. True or false? False. It is false. This is a popular legend, but there is no evidence to suggest that the two girls did not like each other. They spent quite a lot of time with each other as children and they shared a love of learning. So one wrong, one right. And they were both Protestants. And um, yeah, it was Queen Mary that didn't like her because she had her killed. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's more than a dislike, I would say. Mm. Um, on the death of Thomas Seymour, Elizabeth whispered, this day died a man of much wit, but very little judgment. True or false? Probably true. You're going with true? It's false. You're not, mm, Jill, come I'm on. I'm not doing well, am I? These, these words are apocryphal. They're what now? Apo apocryphal. A apocryphal. 
Aquifer. <laughs> and originated in the work, I'm sure everyone knows that word. I've never seen it before. These words are that word and originated in the work of a 17th century historian. So I guess oh. apocryphal means uh, attributed to someone in history wrongly, I'm oh. guessing. Uh, you might get this one because it mentions duds. Lady Elizabeth and Robert Dudley were both imprisoned in the Tower of London at the same time and only a walkway separated them. True or false? I mean, they were definitely both imprisoned. Whether a walkway separated them, I'm going to say true. You're going to say true? True, correct. Yay. But they may not have seen as much of each other as romantics would have us believe. Oh, well, that's what it says. My little romantic heart thinks they did. Oh, well, they didn't. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Lady Elizabeth was standing beneath an oak tree when she was given the news that she was now queen. Um, have you seen? Uh, have you seen Elizabeth? I've got some news for her. Oh yeah, she's over there under that oak tree. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna, um, Elizabeth, you're queen now. You what? Is that how it went? I think that's true. And I, I've definitely heard that somewhere before. I read that somewhere before. It is true. And this tree, known as the Elizabeth Oak, stood in the grounds of Hatfield Palace and survived for an amazing four centuries. So it's not there now. Oh, I wonder what happened to the tree. So we probably chopped it down. We went, oh, I don't need this anymore. I've got to build a road. Um, okay, another couple of... These are the last three. Quick fire. True or false? Queen Elizabeth had a very bad temper. True. Oh no, it I'm, is true. No, I'm. Is it? It is true. Yeah, you're right. I was say Although she, she has. This goes back on everything we've just said. How wonderful she was, and now it's she's got a really bad temper. Well, no, everyone said she was quite hot-headed. Oh, there you go. So, although generally good-natured, if provoked, Queen Elizabeth could spare right royal temper. It says once she threw her slipper at Walsingham. I'm assuming that's. <laughs> A person, not a town. <laughs> like, oh, I don't like that place. I'm going to chuck my slipper at it. Uh, if really he angry... <laughs> he was an advisor, was he? Okay. Um, and if really angry, she would threaten to send people to the tower. Those who married without her consent could well find themselves under lock and key. Wow, that's mm. a broad... I mean, is that of anyone but, in the country? No, 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 no. That's like in a court. But that's always been a rule. You have to go to the monarch and ask permission to marry. You can't just marry freely. That's always been a rule. You just sound like, like you live in, in court. What, Jill, we're, you're not in this world, <laughs> really, you know that, don't you? True or false, Queen Elizabeth was afraid of mice. I mean, I'm a bit afraid of mice. Okay, so you're likening yourself to Queen Elizabeth straight away. Oh, I wish. No, I just mean like I saw a mouse recently in my flat and I stayed on top of the sofa for like an hour. That's fair. So... Was it armed? I'm going to say yes. Was the mouse armed? What, with a tiny gun? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason to be scared of mice, isn't it? If they're armed. No. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I've never had to deal with a mouse. So I don't know if I'm scared of them or not. Well, neither did I till recently. Well... Okay, so you going true or false? True. True. It's true. Queen Elizabeth would climb on a chair screaming if she saw a mouse. Jill, oh my God, you yes. are Queen Elizabeth I of what the factual? Ah, uh, a title I wear with pride. Oh, here we go. Ah, here's one. Here's for your, the romantic in you. Ah. Uh. True or false, on her deathbed, 
the Queen whispered Robert Dudley's brackets duds close brackets name true or false the romantic in me wants to say true but I'm going to say false because I I You're don't just too negative and you've said false and you're correct. Oh. Yeah, the, I, only be, the only reason I say false is because I hadn't come across that anywhere. And it says I definitely would be like, oh. it says accounts of the Queen's death do not mention that she whispered his name. Oh, well. yeah. Anyway, well, you got that right, but it wasn't as the romantic end that we wanted. So that I mean, that's all the questions. I think you did very well on that generally speaking. Um, and that was me, Elizabeth, first quiz. Is there anything else you would like to discuss before we go to our little game, which I've got to stop doing. <laughs> got to stop doing that. I think it's time for Chew the Fact. Chew the Fact. Yay! We're back with Chew the Fact. Chew the fact. Yay. Um, <laughs> so we now know, no messing about with scores, it's 4-3 to you. Yeah. Uh, yep. So it is it is close, but it's also, we've only got, well, this is episode eight, so we've only got three points up for grabs from now. So I think I've got a question for you. Do you know the road in London called Pall Mall? That's yes. not that's not the question for the point. So you don't oh. get a point for saying yes. I would have got that point. <laughs> yeah, I realise that. I'm going to ask you, you a question. No. <laughs> Do you know the road Powell Mount? Yes. Well done. Um, the question is, true or false, for your point this week, the name Powell Mal comes from a very old racket sport played by Kings and queens in the 16th century. Would you like to say true or false? I'm going to say true. Are you now? And it, uh, in my head, it's something to do with indoor tennis style mm. thing where it goes off the roof and stuff as well. Uh, yeah, what's that? Is that, what's that called? Pickleball, not pickleball, racquetball. Racquetball. Um, I, I am going to put you out of your misery. It's not. I've done a. I've done a devious uh, Jill on you. I've done a devious Jill because devious Pete. I, yeah, I know. I feel bad. However, I thought it was a bit obvious to just Ooh. go. The truth is, it does come from a sport, but it's not a racket sport. It comes from. Oh, that a is pre. I know. It comes from like a precursor of kind of golf it's like an uh, middle ages game called and it comes from the italian called palomalio which is which loosely <laughs> oh, like means polo. well no it's not the same because well don't, no there were no horses involved it was a sport that was similar to golf um called palomalio which loosely translates as ball mallet so it's kind of similar to croquet I I was thinking croquet. Yeah, it's kind of similar to croquet and kind of similar to golf, but it must have been, it was 17th century. So that is 1600, isn't it? Am I doing that right? Is that the maths? Oh, you're asking the wrong. I, 17th century. Maths. 
So the 20th century was 19. I've used time difference before. So 17th century, 1600s, yeah. So during the reign of Charles II, the stretch of road between St. James's Park and Trafalgar Square was a popular location for the ball game known as Pall Mall. Similar to croquet, it is said to have originated in Italy, where Palamalio loosely tra translates as ball mallet. In 2009, there was a Pall Mall revival with games held in the shadow of Buckingham Palace as part of the month-long Story of London Festival. So there you go. That was wow. a little London fact. Um, so what you you're know, saying is next week we can basically go and be like, hey, don't mind us, we're just playing some croquet in Pall Mall. Exactly. We can just start smacking balls down the road. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. no one will mind. Yeah. Um I do Bring feel bad though. I feel like I, I didn't want to lower myself to your devious levels. But and yet here I you are. <laughs> Welcome down here tomorrow. Do you know what I don't feel as bad about? Is mm -hmm. it's for all. I've leveled up. Like the north of England, <laughs> I've leveled up. <laughs> Not really. Um, so for all, with two points remaining, it's looking, yeah. it could well be a... A tiebreaker. Could be here. a tiebreak. We need to work out the forfeits. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Why don't we open that up to our listeners, our listeners. for suggestions? Yeah. So the loser of Chew the Fact has to do. I mean, nothing. Let's be nice. You know, let's nothing not illegal. make it. Yeah, not running through Trafalgar Square naked or anything like that. Just not doing that, that again. No, we're not doing that again. We've we've, we've learned from that experience. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, any suggestions would be gratefully received. Absolutely. And just getting touch in general. Any thoughts, opinions, fun facts? Let us know. Subscribe and like. Subscribe, like, follow us, and even write a review or give us a rating on the platform on which you are listening, which is a sentence I am getting better at saying. Um, and sounding normal when you say it. I am very normal saying it. <laughs> So, well, carry on having a lovely time. Enjoy your massages and uh, all that. Thank you very but much. Enjoy the, the lovely frost and snow I keep seeing everywhere. Do you know what? I did actually forget my sun cream. I'm so annoyed. You, oh, I mean, so <laughs> okay, limited. I'm stopping, I'm stopping. Limited sympathy. Wow. <laughs> oh, I hope you survive. <laughs> um, okay, well, on that bombshell... Thanks for listening, everyone. I've been Jill Smith. And I've been Pete Moore. Bye. See you all next week. Bye. I'll say that a bit lower. Bye. <laughs>touch at whatthefactualpod at gmail.com follow us on twitter latterly known as x at whatthefactual or on instagram at whatthefactualpod 